episode number 208. Camaro faster than Mustang, but does it matter? Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's going on, dude? Hey. The Camaro's faster than the Mustang. Woo! Did you know this? Woo! Uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna t- does it, yeah, we are. Does it matter? Does it? Yeah, that's gonna, a good we're question. Gonna, we're gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. What else uh, are we gonna get to? We're gonna talk about a few things today. We got talk uh, about a little bit of a what is it? Uh, I guess it's a recall. Yeah, we got a recall going on with uh, several uh, General Motors cars. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, but also talk about the Camaro arriving. In yet another country. Mm, and then yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about other cars, which we like to do once yeah. in a while. Sure. And, uh, and pretty much whatever else we feel like talk, talking about, because <laughs> guess what? It's our show, and you're going to sit back and listen. Woo! Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So the 2020 Shelby Ford Shelby Mustang GT500. Yeah. According to the drive.com, will be top speed limited to 180 miles per hour. What? That's it? That's just that's just stupid. That's asinine. Why would you do that? You know, because most people that drive cars drive them 200 plus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can you can hear though. Yeah, pe- our, people our, are griping. People are griping. They're like, ah, Camaro's faster. But does it yeah, matter? Yeah. You know what? John Force's funny car is faster. Ha ha. Save for the Corvette, which rides on its own platform, these models are all based on GM's critically acclaimed rear-drive Alpha architecture, the same that will now underpin the new Cadillac CT5. Um, fixing the problem... Oh, oops, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm going a little bit of a head. That was, that's, that's something we're going to be talking about in a minute. <laughs> what were you what, talking about? I was talking about, about the recall. Hold oh. on. <laughs> oh, the recall. The wrong article. Sorry. So right. it's it's the new 2020 Shelby GT500 versus, you know, like a Hellcat or a Camaro ZL1. Supposedly, supposedly, Ford is going to speed limit to 180 miles an hour because Ford's place right. an all-powerful speed limiter. And, yeah. this, and they call it the brutish Stang. Mm, Hurrying the elephants out of the room. I, 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 I love these writers. The Dodge Hellcat has claimed top speed of 199 while the Camaro Z01 nearly matches it at 198 miles an hour. Not that this is all relevant, seeing that most of us will simply prowl the city or the drag strips will never see that. <laughs> ever. Ever. Uh, Car and Driver was the first outlet to report the news and upon reached for comment by The Drive, where we're reading this article from, Ford confirmed that 180 yeah. mile per hour figure. A company spokesperson explained to us via email that the top speed is only one metric and our Ford performance engineers and professional drivers have found the sweet spot to make the all new Shelby GT500 as fast as possible on both the road course and the drag strip. Hmm. Yeah, but the Camaro's still faster. Like, yeah. It's 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 rare that we're defending the the Mustang, but it, it, I guess my my point is here is that first of all, anybody that's complaining about that has no idea 
what it's like to go 180 miles per hour. It is freaking scary. Yeah. I, unless I'm, you are yeah. unless you are trained and well equipped in the right car, it's not only scary, it's remarkably stupid. In a controlled area as well. Right. A simple so. bump or a pothole, you're dead. Yeah. Dead. And you're taking people out with you. Right. So. We sound like old men, but it's true. Yeah, back <laughs> back in the fourth gen days. Uh, well, we were just talking about. We were about talking about. Yeah. I mean, they were like speed limited to what, 155, 160 around there, our fourth gens. And we were like, oh my. Something like that. Or no, they weren't speed limited. No, they were. No, if you got the. No, they were not speed limited. Right. But if you got the all season tires, they were speed limited to right. 110 or something. Yeah. Like but that. if you had the Z rated tires, then there was no speed right. limit. And you got the 160 right. speedometer. That, yes, that is correct. That, Chris, what's the fastest you've ever driven? Man, I, that's going to be really tough because I have driven fast, but it was um, on a media day testing the new ZL1 Cor- ZL1 Camaro at VIR, and I probably hit 140 on a backstretch, 130, okay. 140. Public roads, 120. Yeah. Maybe. Pub- public roads, I've done 150. I remember when Once. You, I remember when you did that, and I will never. And I've said we talked about this quite a few times over the years. I will never do that again, unless I'm escaping a tornado. I am not going to do that again. Because <laughs> yeah, all it takes is one small little something to to to, to throw a whole monkey wrench into your your. Mm-hmm. Then, then I'm afraid you're yeah. dead. Yeah, and you're dead, and you're probably taking a few people out with you. Yeah, right. Um, if 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 you're unluckier but anyway all 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 you know preaching aside i mean i don't think it's a big deal it's limited to 180 because i'm sure they can tune out of that if somebody's going to use this car for say example a half mile challenge yeah what or is the, it what is it flying the, mile or something like that yeah, the texas mile or something remember there you go the silver state some there was somebody who did yeah one of our friends who did that back in the back in the day yeah oh uh, i forgot his name myself but uh he did close to 200 and he had all kinds of work done on his Camaro. Yeah. He had to duct tape the windows closed and everything because it did, you know, the frameless windows. I mean, I've, my, my Z06 will do cl- almost 200 miles an hour given a long enough timeline. And the fastest I've ever driven that was 130. And that was actually by accident because I was trying to kind of have some fun. And I looked down, I'm like, holy crap, I'm doing 130. And Val was like, yeah, you're doing 130. Slow it down. <laughs> That's no, great. she didn't really sound like that. No. She didn't really sound like that at all. Wow. She actually thought it was kind of fun because it was only just for a second. But anyway, um, yeah, so if you're going to be able to tune out that that top speed, you're also probably smart enough to put a cage in it and wear the right safety equipment for that flying mile or the silver, this, that, and the other thing, which are pretty cool to see and participate in. Yeah. But again, they're controlled circumstances. So it's nice that the Camaro is faster and it makes more power. Great. But so I, I agree, Chris. It doesn't matter. I know, and and I and I'd like to pose this question to our listeners: Does a speed limited speed limiter of a hundred and eighty miles an hour kind of turn you off, or would you rather it be unlimited? Whatever. Let us know. Yeah, I want to know. Hundred eighty? Maybe we're missing something. Maybe we're missing something. I don't know what. Yeah. So, um, all right. Tell us about it. We want to hear it, but. Camaro Corvette and Cadillac owners, listen up. Listen, um, listen this up. Is according to CarBuzz. You probably already received this in the mail if it matters to you, but just in case, you know, it didn't. Uh, the article goes, um, this notice goes out to owners of the Chevy Camaro, 
Corvette, Cadillac ATS, and CTS, 26,772 of them from 2016 to 2018. Um, They're being recalled to address a problem with the power steering systems, without which they'll still drive just fine at speed, but require more effort than usual to steer at lower velocities. The cor- then this is what you were talking about, save for the Corvette, which rides on its own platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, rear drive alpha. So anything that's rear drive alpha bef- uh, between those years, they need to replace the power steering gear assembly, which dealers will begin performing later this month once necessary components are available. So, again, uh, 2016 through 2018, Camaro, Corvette, and Cadillac ATS and CTS. Uh, be on the lookout for that uh, warranty card or just talk to your dealer. Not I, a big deal. I have a 2017 Camaro. I never got any notice, and I never had any problems steering at low speeds. Um, so maybe my car is not in there. But mm. even even mm. I mean, it's it's a very low number too. Twenty six thousand cars out of all those vehicles. Out yeah. of all those vehicles for two years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very yeah. small number. So heads up, everybody! Yeah. If uh, if you have one of those yep. cars. Maybe uh, maybe you'll get in a letter, and then you just take it to the dealer, and they'll take care of it for you. And while you're there, look at a new Camaro. <laughs> Speaking of new Camaros, if you live in Dubai... It, you, it's a good day just, for you. Yeah, it is for a new Camaro. Um, Chevrolet Middle East is bringing the Camaro, well, to the Middle To the what? To the Middle East. Middle East, yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, this article is at... I have gdnonline.com. Are you familiar with it? I am not, but uh, this is the article I saw um, Al Oppenheiser post. So I grabbed it and started reading it. Ahmad Sudubi, cool. head of brand Chevrolet Middle East, who, um, if you haven't uh, seen some of the videos, they produce some pretty kick-ass Chevrolet videos. I yes, mean, they do. Way way better than anything I've ever seen produced in the United States. Um, they're, they're, uh, they're coming to the Middle East. The, the 2019 has finally landed. Uh, the car is now available for sale in Chevrolet dealerships in the region. Uh, the 2019 Camaro now offers customers more choices and new technologies than it ever did before. Uh, let's see. The 2019 Camaro boasts new front-end styling, LT, SS, and uh, ZL1, so they're gonna have all of them there. That's that's great. I mean, yeah. So so available now. Oh, do they got new? Do they change the names? No. Uh, available in new Crush, Riverside Blue, uh, Shadow Gray Metallic, and Satin Steel Gray Metallic. Shock Yellow. The 2019 Camaro is currently on sale from AED 147,000. I don't know what that means. But probably a lot. Wow, I would, dude, I would love, love to visit Dubai. I have been, yeah. I have oh, been yeah. invited by multiple people to come out to Dubai. However, do you know how long of a freaking flight it is? <laughs> Who's inviting you to Dubai? Oh, dude, I, I just, I, I do a lot of different live streaming, and I've got some some oh, people yeah. in Dubai who want me to come out there. But it's like, it's probably like a 19-hour flight. So? Places, I heard it's cool, man. And it probably free co- trip, go. It probably cost, no, it's not a free trip. Oh, well, then I never said, mind. That's what I said. I said, if you guys want me to come out, you're going to have to pay for my trip. <laughs> and they said, nah, never mind. 
We'll just stay here with our billions. I want to go visit the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. Mm. Um, crazy stuff. It looks stuff. awesome. It just so, looks awesome. So this is this is really putting the Camaro in a position to continue to be more and more of a global vehicle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you cool. don't know, too, the, the, the people out there in Dubai, their daily drivers are like supercars. Like... Mm-hmm. Ferraris and Lambos and Lotuses and McLarens. It's, it's saying a there. lot for them to bring the Camaro there. If we have any listeners in the Middle East and Dubai um, that plans to buy a Camaro uh, when they come out, when they become finally become available, feel free to give us a call. We'll give out the, the number in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. But uh, I'd love, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear about, you know, life in Dubai in general for the automotive, like we were talking about. And so. if you'd like us to come visit you, let us know also. <laughs> and, 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 and you want to you fly us there to yeah, enjoy yeah. Dubai life with you, by all means. We if, could come out. We'll do a show for you. At the Dubai Camaro meet and greet. <laughs> That's right. You know what? There's a distinct possibility. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, seriously, though. It'd be fun. I'd I love know. to do it. I know. All right. We got to move on though. Let's talk yes. about speaking of supercars. Let's talk about uh, the C8 mid-engine Corvette. That is the, I think, hands down the worst kept secret ever in the history of of cars and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's been delayed, and people are wondering what's up. Um, this is interesting. Apparently, this is according to Haggerty, and I, I really like Haggerty's articles. Um, they gave the Bushes another relentless beating to compile an updated report on what may be happening behind the GM engineering scenes. <laughs> Thanks to well-placed sources, we discovered three good reasons for delaying the C8 production to start to December of 2019. First of all, GM products are shifting to a new electrical architecture. Chris, we talked about this in last oh, week's yeah, episode. Absolutely. Um, the means by which 100 or more computer modules per vehicle can communicate with called the, with a can. Um, the CAN bus. Engineers are having difficulty working out the bugs of the new global B-party line serving Corvette and several new models. Okay. Second is structural distortion of the aluminum space frame experienced during testing with the 900 to 1,000 horsepower twin-turbo V8. The twist in the back was enough to fracture the hatch covering the engine. Dang. The glass hat. This flaw, be glad this flaw was discovered in advance of your top speed runs and Chevy's designated Ferrari beater. Item three is some unspecified bone of contention between those who design Corvettes and the development engineers who steer them into the far corners of the performance envelope. It could be a visibility issue, some ergonomic shortcoming, or a cockpit design problem. <laughs> Unfortunately, our sources won't reveal the details underlying that concern. Interesting. So I, I, I'm just fascinated by this particular vehicle. First of all, we've been talking about, to 1,000 horsepower. We've been talking about this for how many years now? At least two. At least, At least two, two. Yeah. But how long did we talk about the Camaro concept until it actually came out? About four. Yeah. Maybe it's been almost three. Yeah, it's, it's been almost three now that I think about it. But I'm pretty intrigued by this. This is just a whole new all the way around and enough power to fracture the glass hatch covering the engine. Oof. Neat. So it, it sounds like they're not ready to unveil the car yet. So, I mean, I mean, there's going to be bugs that you need to work out, right? So... Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're they're big enough that they they can't do a launch of the vehicle. I mean, if there were some bugs you just had to work out, you could show the car and say, "Hey, you know what? We're still working on some stuff. It'll be available to be determined, you know." But here's the car, you know, because it's probably yeah. not going to change. 
from what what they've been testing. So what do you think? Do you think there's a big enough problem that they're holding back? I mean, yeah. it's a C8. Because I think they want to get it out as soon as possible. I know. Boy. Somebody's getting yelled at and somebody's working some serious overtime to get this worked know. out. I don't know, dude. <laughs> but it's, it's intriguing to watch. It's it's, it's amazing. Um, we got to get into our emails and voicemails. Chris, how many vo- uh, voicemails do we have this, this week? Well, let's see. None. <laughs> oh, well, that's terrible. Hey, everybody, get on the stick. We'll give you the number in a minute. But what we do have is a remainder of an email from, what, two weeks ago? We do. Inquiring us. What was it? I can't think of his name again. I forgot his name last week, too. My apologies. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he threw us a really cool email, and we broke it up into actually three segments. And this time in his email, he wants us to debate. Um, he says that the Chevy should continue to making the front making front engine Corvettes, speaking of Corvettes, okay. along with the mid engine Corvettes, and slot them as the cheaper option. One of you guys should argue pro, while the other argues against. I understand why they are going mid engine, but are we really going to live in America that doesn't have a front engine rear wheel drive Corvette? All right, so Chris, which stance do you want to take? The the front engine? They should, or I guess the, I'll or take the front, engine. En- front engine. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll take the mid engine then. Okay. Um, go ahead, start arguing. So. <laughs> You know, as, as, a, as a front engine car, you would have everything already in place with the dealer networks, with the factory and everything to just build another Corvette. Yeah, sure, of course, you know, the body is going to change and stuff like that. And um, But I would see a front engine car being a cheaper, also a cheaper option, you know, for, mm-hmm. for and, and cheaper being relevant in, in Corvette terms. Of course, of um, course. So I would I would say they they could produce maybe two two cars. That's that's what I would say. Produce two cars, one I front engine, no one mid engine. So. Because in order to produce two cars, they have to cover finances for both. Right. That's like that's like having two Corvette A and Corvette B. They they right. would be nothing the same. I mean, they might share some seats maybe and some basic components, but otherwise badges would be the same. Bad, bad, we don't need those stinking badges. <laughs> So let's think about this for a second. The Corvette is already a two-seater. There's no need, there's no reason not to put the engine in the back if it makes a balanced, better-performing vehicle. The, if, 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 if the, the, the question of cost comes in, I've heard some nifty rumors that it will actually be more affordable. Don't know why. I think it was Jonathan Brown. He's told me that he doesn't believe it's going to be any more expensive as a mid-engine vehicle versus a front engine vehicle in fact if you think about it it doesn't have to had to have to have the torque tube and all that that runs from the front to the back of the vehicle because hmm. that's, that's what you know the c6 and I, I think the c7 has is the is the torque tube that basically is part of the frame you don't need that anymore so there's different ways there different there's there's no there's no drive shaft you know th- there's going to be planetaries and things like that i assume but but not like anything quite to that degree so, I mean, I, I've i also seen an article somewhere where they said, like, the new Corvette, mid-engine Corvette's going to start at, like, 60 grand, which is, like, what the current Corvette does. Really? So, that's, you know, these are just rumors and speculation, yeah. but I don't know. I mean. Because I'm thinking if you're going mid, or if you're going, you know, rear mid-engine car, that's a new architecture. So, that's something they yeah. have to recoup their cost on, right? Well, they would have to do what they would have to, even if it was a front-engine vehicle. But even if it was a front-engine vehicle, they can base that off of current architecture. Maybe, but they don't always do that. No, but it might be cheaper. True. And they could still make more money. Boom. Yeah. But 
would that be evolving the vehicle? The Corvette, there's nothing else like it in the Chevrolet lineup, in the General Motors lineup. It used to be the Cadillac, what, XTS? What was the, what was the two-seater convertible? Uh, that was the, um, oh, the CTS, the STS, and the... What, STX? What? No. The... the what was that? Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, our friend Glenn Hagee had one. I know. Hold on. The XLR. XLR, that's right. Yep. And the XLR V. So that, they had that, and that was and that was based on, well, guess what? A Corvette. Corvette so yep. Chevrolet has nothing that shares with the Corvette anymore. Right. Period. So In fact, the my... Corvette, the Corvette is, is so elite, there's not even a badge on it that says Corvette. That's right. On my C6, it has an indentation in the bumper yeah. on the back, and that's it. And when you start the car, does it say Corvette when you start the car? That's that's about it? Yeah. And and then it says Death Machine on the display. That's how I, how I programmed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and do they share the factory line with anything else? No, because they have their own factory. That's right. So, ah, but to your point, well, I don't know. I mean, would they... Going from the the seventh generation to the eighth generation, would they have to retool no matter what to the same degree, no matter if the engine was in the front or the back? Based on my experience as a conveyor engineer a long time ago, 20 plus years ago, but still, I don't think it would make much of a difference if it's a completely new new architecture. Yeah. I really don't. It's, it might be more tech, you know, materials and technology with that CAN bus thing that they're talking about and all that. That might cost more, but that still would cost more no matter what if the engine was in the front or the back. Mm. Now, the same argument can be applied with the next gen, with a potential next generation Camaro, although I don't think we're talking about the mid to front rear engine thing. We're just talking about overall cost right. to develop a brand new platform, a brand new line. But the Camaro is shared with other platforms, hmm. so it can cut costs there. It, it's, it's certainly interesting, and I think it's a good debate. So we said a lot here so far. Um, what do you think about the top speed limiter? Is it a big deal? Do you live in Dubai? And if so, give us a call and tell us about uh, life in the Middle East with vehicles and everything. And then what do you think about this uh, this, this front engine, front engine, rear engine, yeah. pro and con, and exactly. all that crap? How do they do that, Chris? Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Well, we don't have any more voicemails. We never, well, we didn't, we didn't have any emails yeah. either. But we have some other things we can talk about. Other car stuff. Since we're talking about car costs, how about mm-hmm. this? The most expensive production car ever made. The Bugatti... I don't even know how to say it. Of course, it's La, Va- La Voiture Noir, something along those lines. It's a La Bugatti. La Voiture no- Noir. Wow. Something, yeah. Is it nineteen million? Eight, that's nineteen million dollars. <laughs> million dollars. Oh my god. Million. Okay. Nineteen million dollars. Eight liter quad turbocharged W16, seven speed dual clutch, fifteen hundred horsepower. 11 8 torque, 0 to 16, under 3 seconds, quarter mile in under 10 seconds, top speed to be determined. I got to think it's pushing 260, 270 at top speed. For $19 million, it better shine my shoes and wind my watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's an elite car, right? I mean, uh, yeah, you can go get a Tesla for for 100000 110000 and it would beat that. <laughs> 
And, and, and yeah. you know, you you could go buy a Chevette out of a junkyard, throw a 350 in it, and it'll probably beat that too. But <laughs> but this is it. this is an elite car with an elite price tag. So if you got the money, well, you know, Powerball's almost a 700 million, bro. <laughs> oh, we're, and I know, and we are buying tickets. <laughs> I, I, I won in the last Powerball. I won $14, so I just pushed it. Oh, yeah? I, I pushed it, yeah. So I've already got my tickets. Actually, reading this article a little more, and this came from the DuPont Registry. Um, this is actually a one-off. Oh, this is one so card, somebody, that's it? So this, and, and it was built specifically for a wealthy client. So somebody said, yeah, I want that, and I'll pay for it. Wow. And did I say what I say is, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, nineteen million dollars. How many how many Teslas can you buy for nineteen million dollars? A lot. I think the answer is all of them. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> Dang. But it is kind of it is kind of crazy. Kinda it crazy. is. It's elite. You know. Yeah. Whew. Chris, of course, you're gonna link this up in the show notes so of course. people can see what this monster looks like. It's all right looking. Yeah. It's nothing. Nothing. It's crazy. It's crazy looking. All right, let's wrap it up. But before we do, Chris, you watching March Madness? You into basketball? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have any basketball brackets where you can win prizes at work? No. Well, I do. That's the only reason why I'm paying attention. I'm not a basketball fan. Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, who did, who did you pick to win the whole thing? Well, all I did was I went over to ESPN and I just looked at predictions and I found the one that I think was the data analyst prediction. Okay, and I you said, just copied okay, that. Data is good. And I copied it, and so far I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> really? Yeah. It, there's a hundred dollar gift card on the line at work, so ah, if I win again, so, interesting. But I think I think Haggerty, and we talk. I talk about Haggerty a lot, just because I think their articles are just great overall. You know, they're not too much, not too little, not too out there, not too boring. Um, they do a collector car madness bracket, and uh, I like how they 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 did this. Um, and again, I, Chris, thank you for linking this on up in the show notes as well. It has it's a, you know a bracket just like just like the final four, or just just like March Madness, but it's divided up into boomers, pre-boomers, Gen X, and millennials. Oh boy! So going on one side from boomers to pre-boomers, and I'm going to go down that list that kind of merges them into it. The 63 to 67 Corvette, 9702 Plymouth Prowler. Wow. Remember that thing? The, yeah. The 68 to 70 Dodge Charger, the 80, uh, 65 to 70 Dodge, uh, I'm sorry, Ford Shelby GT350, the 1928 to 31 Ford Model A, the 1985 to 97 Bentley Turbo R, the 1966 to 67 Chevy Bel Air, and the 1987 to 1993 New Alante. Oh my by God. Cadillac. Remember wow. that? Yeah. From, yeah. So that's on one half. One, one side of the bracket. The other one going from Gen X to Millennials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our favorite, <laughs> the 1967 to 69 Chevy Camaro. Boom. Going into, well, the 19, what, 50? I can't read this. 50 or 50 60. to 67? Is it? 60 to is it 50 or 60? 60. Uh, no, it's, I think it's 67. VW Type 2 van. In other words, the Jeff Spicoli van. Yeah. So the, the 1966 to 77 Ford Bronco which is cool. The 1978 to 87 Buick G-Body being mm, the Grand National. Yes. 67, 1967 to 72 Chevy C10 pickup. Like them. The 2004 to 2006 Pontiac, or is that, is that eight? Was it eight? It was eight. Pontiac GTO, yep. which I think it's really cool that they mentioned this car because this is a great car and it's often forgotten. Yes. The 1989 to 1994 
Nissan R32 Skyline GTR. Nice. And then topping it off at the millennial end is the 1984 to 93 BMW 3 Series. Why did they put that in the millennial end? Because millennials probably are douchey Pretty about that. And they think that they. I don't know. Gen X. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know quite how it is, but okay. um, I will say this: there's some cool cars on here, and there's not some cool cars on here. <laughs> I can um, tell you. I, 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 I can tell state. you. I'd, I'd vote for the Camaro, the yep. G Body, the yep. GTO, GTO, and the Skyline. And then, yep. Okay. Me too. We got the same pick. And then on, on the, the left, other side, I'd go. probably do the the Chevy Bel Air. On the bottom, the huh? the Model A Ford. I do the, the Bentley Turbo on that. The Shelby GT500 over the Charger and the Corvette yep. over the Plymouth Prowler. Yep. Although, yeah, I think I might change my mind. I think I'm going to do the 1966 to 77 Ford Bronco instead of the G-Body. Surprise, surprise. I really like old Broncos. Do you? They're pretty cool. Yeah, this like is interesting. I'm, uh, I'm glad you found this article. I'm going to link this up in the show notes. Yeah. And let's hear your guys' pick. Would love to. Yeah, I want to hear what you guys think, too. In fact, wow. wow. let's see. Uh, I don't know when this is going to end. I'd like to do a contest out of this to see who can get closest to, but it'd probably be a nightmare to manage. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Thanks again to Haggerty for, again, another cool article. Another cool article. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Ooh. <sighs> Ooh, just today, 2020 C8 configuration details leaked on Haggerty's blog. Mm. Eh, we'll get into it. Some, some, whoa, there's a document that they scanned and submitted. Whoa. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Eh, we'll have to talk about it in a future episode because I believe we're out of time. We definitely are. And I just want to let everybody know that um, next week will be a best of show. We're not going to be here. I'm going to be mm-hmm. traveling. I know you're busy, too. Uh, next week will definitely be a best of show, so there won't be a new show next week. Little heads up. Plenty of time for you to get your voicemails in. Yes. That's what we want you to do. Email us. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. Leave us a voicemail, whatever you got to do. Love hearing from you. Yep. Unless you're Postal Dave. Then we don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Even Postal Dave. You ready to get out of here? I'm ready to get out of here and enjoy the rest of the weekend. We encourage everybody else to do the same. All right. We'll see you guys uh, in two weeks. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.